You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? How we feeling? Woo! Guys, take a seat. Go ahead and take a seat. Relax. Take a load off. My name's Chris. We're so excited you guys are here hanging out with us tonight. Man, the energy in this room is electric up in here. I love it, man. This is great. I love the smell, the little aroma in this room of, yeah, I didn't say it, but somebody else said B.O., sweat, all that great stuff. Hey, man, we're so excited and glad you guys are here. My name's Chris. If it's your, if it's your first time here, please be sure you stick around after the message. We'll talk to you. And be sure you're all set and you kind of know the lay of the land here. This is a big night because we're so excited for big that's right. Okay, but before we get into all the fun, and uh, we have another song for you guys in a moment, we got a quick message for y'all. And I want to talk to you guys tonight, week two of our message known as Nothing Ordinary. I know a lot of y'all are probably thinking, you know, um, nothing ordinary, what does that mean? Being a Christian, is that just like an average, normal, regular, boring, standard old life? Well, according to Jesus, who we follow, he says, man, being a Christian is supposed to be nothing like that. It's supposed to be nothing ordinary, nothing like you have ever experienced or imagined before. Hey, look, if it's your first time here to church, here at Impact, man, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Hopefully you didn't get beat up in the mosh pit up here or anything crazy, but hope you had a great time. Uh, we're just so glad you're here hanging out with us. Somebody just said mosh pit, and I think they have an idea for, for later. It's a slow song, though, so you can't really do that. That would be interesting. But because tonight, we're going to go a little bit further from where Brooke took us last week. If you remember last week, Brooke talked about how important it is, guys, as followers of Jesus, to either follow what path, the broad or the Yeah, there you go. That's wonderful. Right? And, guys, if we really want to experience this extraordinary life that Jesus has for us, we have to walk that narrow path. But I just thought I'd kind of explain it to you all in a little bit better terms. Like, when I think extraordinary, I usually think food. Yeah, because I love food. So, like, I think if, if I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not just going to get, like, a regular-sized meal. I'm going to value-size it and get a huge lemonade. I might even get no ice so I can get more lemonade. That's kind of savage, I guess, right? Or I'll go to cookout, and at cookout, you guys seen, like, the junior trays at cookout lately? How do y'all feel about those? <laughs> yeah, thank you. I mean, that's... I don't even think my, my daughter Iris would like a junior tray. Like, if you're going to go, let's, be, let's take that next step and let's do something extraordinary. Let's get a regular tray, cookout-style burger with some fries, with a quesadilla, and a huge tea, right? Maybe even throw a shake on that with me. Anybody with me? Yeah, okay. If you go to Chipotle, you'll probably have to get some guac. And you might say, oh, I get queso. Well, the queso's not that good there. But if you go to Barbarito's... Yeah, there you get the case. So, guys, I get excited when I think of food like this. If I go to Dairy Queen, I get a basket of uh, tenders, basket of chicken tenders. They're good, but I got to get a blizzard. I have to. I got to go the next level. They had this new Jurassic World blizzard that is unbelievable. It's like peanut butter ice cream with Buckeyes, which are a piece of chocolate dipped in peanut butter. It's unbelievable. I think it's called, like, uh, Chompers, the Chompers Blizzard or something. I don't, I don't know. What is it called? Jurassic Chomp. Thank you, Karis. Yeah. It's delicious, guys. You want to be extraordinary in life. Hey, and as Christians, listen, if you follow Jesus, we need to live extraordinary as well. It's not supposed to be a boring, regular, average, standard life. Now, that, that does not mean we walk around on water. No. That mean that we turn all these fish and all these sandwiches in the cafeteria to feed everybody. No, that's not what we're talking about. But, guys, what I really want to talk about is the freedom and the fulfillment that we find in a relationship with Jesus. 
Now, there's one thing that I think holds a lot of us back from this extraordinary life. And it's this word right up here. I think a lot of us struggle with this when we think about really and truly giving everything we had to following Jesus. And, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to go all in. I'm ready. I think a lot of us struggle with this thing known as confidence. I just, I know I struggle with confidence. I struggle with it a lot. Uh, it would be like, guys, if you're playing Fortnite and you get launched out of the plane, right? Okay, the flying bus, the flying bus, excuse me. All right, yeah, Miss Frizzle drives it too, I think. Miss Frizzle's magic school bus. You, you can read about that, Gavin. You'll really like that. Older leaders will be with me. Guys, but when you get launched out of the, the flying bus, and as you're swirling down, you're getting ready to go combat and cause some chaos, in your mind, if you were playing your best friend who's on level two and you're on level 33, you're like, I'm about to what? I'm about to destroy, I'm about to bury, I'm about to really embarrass this kid right now. And you're like smiling and waving like, oh yeah, hey, yeah, it's so fun playing with you. No, you're going to destroy him, guys, but you have confidence. Think of it this way. If you did not have confidence going into a game of Fortnite, what would probably happen? You'd probably lose, right? I know there's a lot of things that you need that will help you be successful at Fortnite, but confidence is one of the most important things. Hey, final exams. Y'all just finished them. If you don't have confidence High schoolers, going into that final exam, if you walk in like, dude, I am going to fail this thing. I've got no chance. I'm hoping 440. That's what I really, really want. I think it would be solid, even number. Uh, it's my good luck number. No. If you, have bad, if you have bad focus on that, guys, and you don't believe in yourself before you even start, it's probably going to be a bad result. If you want to ask somebody out for the summer. Oh, Hey, fellas, I will give you all a point of advice. You know the number one thing that girls are looking for? According to Google, it's confidence. According to Google, it's confidence. Girl, now, don't ask the girl next to you, all right, because I don't want to hear. Oh, I, want, I want to see, you know, I want to see how you're funny and see if you have muscles and see what your hair looks like when you get to the pool. No, we're not talking about that. Guys, confidence. You have to have confidence. And when we follow Jesus, hey, guys, stay with me. When you follow Jesus, if you don't have confidence, it's going to be pretty tough. It will. If you don't have confidence in a relationship with him, if you're just praying and you're like, I think I'm just praying to the, my little glow-in-the-dark stars up in the sky right now, like I don't know who I'm talking to. Guys, you've got to have a little bit of confidence here. And tonight I want to talk with you about how we can develop and live in this confidence and have this confidence. But for the most part, middle schoolers and high schoolers, there are three areas of confidence that we really struggle. I just want to throw these at y'all. The first thing, we typically struggle with confidence in ourselves. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like we're not smart enough. We feel like we're not cool enough. We feel like we're not pretty enough. We feel like we're not popular enough. We feel like really nobody likes me that much. And when you struggle with yourself, you guys ever hear these voices? Don't raise your hand, but if you ever feel them, and it's like, man, I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Guys, whatever task you're getting ready to accomplish or try and do, it's probably not going to work out that well if you struggle in confidence with yourself. That's the first step is believing in yourself. Secondly, a lot of us struggle with confidence with our friends. Some of you are like, man, I've got to do everything I possibly can to be popular. Like, I have to do it all. Like, I'm, I don't care what they do. If they go to a party, I'm going to go. It doesn't matter. Oh, if they're going to drink, I'm going to drink because I want to fit in. Yeah, if they, okay, if they're going to do that, if they're, if they're going to jewel, yeah, I'll, I'll jewel too. Why not, right? Because I want to be cool. I want to be popular just like everybody else in the situation. Or your confidence problem with your friends, it might not be something about peer pressure. Maybe your confidence problem with your friends is more about, like, you know, Oh, yeah, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Your hair looks so nice. And then when that girl leaves, you're like, yo, did you see her hair? <laughs> oh, my goodness. It looked like a lawnmower got her, right? What's going on here? 
Or you might, your, your confidence problem with your friends might be that you are so two-faced that you cannot be open and honest with anybody that's really your friend. So then it will be a problem, right? Or your confidence problem with your friends, maybe some of y'all might have friends and you're like, I don't really know if I can keep being friends with them because of, because of some of the things they do in their life. And we're going to talk about that here in a, li- a little bit. Lastly, though, guys, the third and the one we're going to talk the most about tonight is the reason we struggle with confidence, the reason we struggle living this life, walking that narrow path and falling into the broad path like Brooke talked about last week. We struggle with confidence in God. We really do. We just feel like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. I don't know, you know, I feel like I'm in a good place with God right now. I was reading the Bible. I was going to Impact every week. I was going to main service on Sundays. I mean, I was praying. I was even following the prayer request that we had in our small group. Everything was great. And then something happened. And now I feel like there's just distance. And I feel like God doesn't hear me anymore. Like God moved on to somebody else. And we feel like, man, maybe God doesn't love me as much as he used to. Or maybe he's not there for me anymore. But guys, when you struggle with confidence in God, it is a very scary, eerie, uncomfortable feeling if you've been there. Because I know I've been there several different times in my life. And it's a challenge, y'all. It really is. Hey, has anybody had a really, really bad, like a moment where you had zero confidence? I'm talking like no confidence in the world. Okay, I guess I'm the only person. That's fine. I like it. Uh, at Big Stuff, we do this thing called uh, a leader dance. Yes. Uh, and let me tell you something. Here's, here's, the, here's the problem. Here's the situation. I am very tall. I am not that coordinated. I'm a little bit awkward. You know, I can run long distances. You know, I might be able to, like, kind of play half-court basketball still. But I tell you what, I'm getting old now. My knees are bad. But I will tell you this. When it comes to dancing, I have zero confidence. None. Not good at all. And at Big Stuff, always on the last night, they have a leader dance. And the day before, the students have to teach their leader how to dance. And... Last year, yeah, unfortunately, guys, I'm not going to be able to be in the running this year because of some medical issues, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Sorry to let you all down. But I want to tell you this. Guys, I had zero confidence going on to that stage. Zero. And I literally thought about it. And I told my wife, Whitney, and I was like, babe, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to fake an injury. I'm going to pull a hamstring. Or I'm going to go change Iris's diaper and be in charge of her the night. Can I please do that and you go for me? And if any of y'all know my wife, Whitney, uh, she wasn't doing that. And she said, there's no way. So thankfully, a student of mine, of, of all of ours here, a freshman, her name is Simone. Where's Simone at? There she is, right? Simone worked with me, and I'm not even joking with y'all, probably, what, three hours, four hours, Simone? It, it, it was, we took a couple breaks, but it was a long time, wasn't it? It was, it was long. But you know what's crazy? is that Simone had so much confidence that I could do this. When everybody else around me were like, dude, there ain't nobody's good. I can't wait to see this. And Simone believed. And after time, after time, after time of me messing up, tripping, falling, just not being coordinated at all, Simone somehow built a little bit of confidence in me to think that I could go and I could step on the stage. And I wouldn't at least be the worst person on the stage. That was my goal. Now, I think for a lot of us, like, when you think about confidence in life, I know if I didn't have any confidence, I'm telling you I wouldn't have gone. I would have gone AWOL. Y'all would have seen me on the bus, ready to go home. 
I'd have been hanging out with the bus drivers, being like, hey, can I put some more tire pressure, you know, air in here or, like, load the bags early or something? I wouldn't have done it. But Simone helped me have some confidence. And I think for a lot of us, we are a little bit nervous, a little bit afraid, a little bit, I'm not sure yet, because we don't have that much confidence in our relationship with God or with Jesus. And if that's the case for you and you feel like, man, I don't know if I can have this extraordinary life, this awesome life, this great life, I just don't know if I can walk this narrow path right now, like Brooke talked about last week, because I don't have any confidence in God. That I want to encourage y'all, because, hey, I was there once. I didn't have that much confidence in God. My wife, Whitney, she's been there. I guarantee your small group leader has been there. They have had times in their life where they struggle with this confidence in God. So what do you do in those times? Well, we're going to talk about this guy from the Bible, this guy by the name of Timothy. Anybody ever heard of Timothy before? Some of us? Yes. Well, guys, Timothy is hanging out in the New Testament uh, and he really, really loved his mentor, the guy he looked up to, the guy who taught him everything, the guy who really trained him up to go and to tell other people about Jesus and to spread the incredible story of the cross to everybody else. Guys, his mentor was this guy by the name of Paul. If you've heard Paul, Paul was probably the person more responsible for spreading the gospel in the New Testament really than anybody else outside of a few of the disciples. He took it and he spread it everywhere. And back then, how did they communicate? Words, wow, that's fantastic. Yes, yes, they did have words, absolutely. They had words, but uh, did they, like, snap each other? What about, like, Instagram, social media, like, text, be like, oh, BRB. Y'all know what BRB means? Oh, I was just checking, okay. All right, LOL, that's funny. Guys, they did not have any of that. They did not have AOL either. They did not have phones so literally for them to communicate, if they were not close to each other and in talking word distance, guess what they had to do? They had to write with their hands. Can y'all believe it? Oh, my goodness. Probably caught like cramps. Because if y'all read the New Testament and you see how long some of those books are or the Old Testament, the New Testament, a bunch of letters, and they wrote all this, all this, all this, all this, they probably caught like at least 30 or 40 cramps. I know they had to in their hand. They were probably ambidextrous. They could write this hand and that hand, but that's another thing. Guys, so just for the record, Paul is writing to his mentee, to his student, this guy by the name of Timothy. And Timothy is struggling with a little bit of confidence here. Timothy doesn't really know. Sometimes what to do in his walk with God if things go bad. Because things are going to go bad, y'all. Hey, and check this. I want to jump to 2 Timothy chapter 1. And Paul writes this to him. This is Paul's last letter ever. Ever. Paul writes it when he is actually in prison. He's sitting in the dark, musty, stinky, probably rats and dripping water somewhere. Right? All night long. It was an awful tiny prison cell. And he's getting ready to be executed. Paul, his teacher, his mentor, his Batman, and Timothy was Robin, right? And he doesn't know what to do here. And look what Paul says, like his last letter, his last words to him ever. He says, hey, Timothy, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Check it again. Hey, Timothy, for God gave us a spirit not of worry, not of doubt, not a feeling like I'm not good enough. Not a feeling like I'm not going to make it. Not a feeling like I don't believe in myself. No, 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 no. God gave us a spirit of power and love and self-control. God, I think for a lot of us, as we get ready to go to big stuff, we got to be reminded that God gave Timothy this spirit, and he's also given us this spirit, right? If you've asked Jesus in your heart, then that's what you have right here. You've got power. You have love. You have self-control. 
Guys, and what Paul really wanted to do for Timothy, he wanted to encourage him. And he wanted to help him have faith to be confident for whatever comes next. Because guess what? Paul was getting ready to be gone. Bye-bye. And it would not be a pretty, oh, lethal injection death. No, it was something awful for Paul. But Paul still says, most important thing, guys, have a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Hey, guys, I want to encourage you all right now with whatever it is that you need power, love, and self-control, I want you guys to choose to be confident in that. And you might be like, well, hold on. How do I do that? Choose to be confident. Do I, like, control my feelings? If I control my emotions, that's hard to do. Guys, we have two ways we're going to try and encourage you all to do this because you're right. You can't just wake up and all of a sudden be confident that I'm going to run a three-minute mile because that's not, I don't even think that's ever happened. Superman probably could. He could fly it. But, guys, choosing to be confident, there's one thing that we could all do right now to have that spirit of confidence in our lives, just like Paul tells Timothy, because the Holy Spirit's in you if you've asked Jesus into your heart, right? And what you can do, guys, is not choose the actual feeling emotion, but you can choose friends around you. Choose friends around you. What are you talking about? Guys, I'm, I'm talking about choosing the people that you hang out with, that you spend time with, that you eat lunch with, that you go to a movie with, that you spend weekends with. Guys, choosing the friends around you, stay with me, that is super important. Because you know their attitudes. Eventually, what starts to happen? It affects you. If Simone would have told me, dude, you ain't got no chance, I would have went to the bus. But she didn't. Guys, surround yourselves with people who care about your walk and your journey and your relationship with God. Surround yourselves with people. Now, that does not mean don't be friends with people who are a different religion or who don't believe in Jesus or don't follow. That's not what I'm saying at all. Still love them. Still be there for them. Still be their friend. But I'm talking about like your inner circle, your closest people that you hang out with. Guys, high schoolers, y'all are in a lot of that right now. Where your friends are going one way or the other way. And for some of us, it's really hard to walk this narrow path when all these other people you used to hang out with and they're going this way, they're going that way, and they're doing a lot of things that would not help you be more confident in your relationship with God. So I want to encourage y'all, try to choose people in your life who will help you with your walk with God. Secondly, what I want to encourage y'all to do, I want to encourage y'all to choose your time. Choose your time that you have. Some of y'all are like, oh my goodness, I thought school was over. No. Guys, you got 24 hours in a day. You don't have any more than I do. And what's else is crazy is you don't have any more or any less than Paul or Timothy, right? Guys, how are you spending that time? How are you investing that time? Are you taking a little bit of time to do some devotions? Because if you want to be confident with God and your relationship with him, are you trying to grow closer to him? The Bible plan, I know we talked about that a few weeks ago in small groups. The high schoolers did. Guys, I really encourage you all to try and find a Bible plan that works for you. Don't, you don't have to do it with your old group. Find something that you're struggling with, depression, uh, anxiety, um, identity, whatever it is relationships, family. There's a lot of plans in there that would be such a great help for you. And guys, try to be more confident by getting into that plan. Hey, and here's, you know what's really cool about that? If you do try and spend a little bit more time with them, I want you to think about somebody that is so important in your life. Think about your best friend. I was talking earlier with one of our students that volunteers here and does a great job 
help them with the slides, actually. And I said, you know, who, who are you, like, most confident with in your life? And she said, my mom. I said, okay, why? And she said, well, I spent the most time with her. For 14 years, she spent so much time with her mom in that relationship and connecting and talking back and forth and being there for each other. Hey, y'all, a lot of y'all are not confident in your relationship with God right now, Christians, because you're not spending time with them. I want to encourage y'all to just try and carve out 10, 15 minutes, especially as the summer's here, right when you wake up and start the day. It would help you be so much more confident in your walk with him. It really will. Hey, and, and, and some of y'all are doing such a fantastic job, and some of y'all might just feel like God's mad at you or God's upset at you or he's disappointed in you. And No, that's, that's not true, guys. Because in, in, in John 10, 10, when Jesus says that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but he says that I came so that you could have life and have it to the fullest, man. Have it to the abundance have it till it overflows. Have it in a way that it is extraordinary for you. So I just want to encourage y'all and let you know that this ordinary life that you might feel like you're stuck in right now and you feel like there's nothing else you can do, Jesus wants to help you with that. And it won't change overnight, and it won't be sunshine and rainbows tomorrow, but I promise you, if you walk that narrow path with him, he has such an amazing and incredible and awesome plan for you that will be like nothing ordinary. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for all these awesome students. All these middle schoolers and high schoolers are here tonight, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you can just encourage them, that you can help them choose to have confidence in you and in your son Jesus by surrounding themselves with friends who will help them on their walks to get closer to you, God by trying to find time to get closer to you and have a relationship with you and get in your word and, and pray with you, Lord. But we know it's tough. It's such a broad path that uh, can easily distract us. I just pray that our students can, can be encouraged and know that if they're struggling with confidence right now, it's okay because we all have. Father, please help us. We're so thankful for your son, Jesus. We're so thankful for all the students who are here tonight, those who aren't sure yet about their walk with you and they're just checking out church. We hope they have a great time, God, and we hope we can finish tonight well as we get ready for big stuff in four days, Jesus. It's in your holy, holy name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.